For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill After, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcasts and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. Bill after, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it the did loss. Did have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Blu ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th. Featuring As Beauty Comes Ghost. And Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union house band, Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventsbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. 
Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Boo Ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so. Hey, this is Booker T, WCW five times champion and WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to In The Room. Now, can you dig that, sucker? This is, of course, the VOC Wrestling Nation. Be sure to check us out on the website. Don't forget to search for us on YouTube, and don't forget premium.vocnation.com. And that's uh, pretty much anything you want as far as the Patreon goes. Uh, Offers start as low as just $3 a month, and there's lots of great content on there. So be sure to check it out uh, right there. But here we are tonight. You know, we're two days after WrestleMania, and I'm excited to talk with all of you guys tonight. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun doing so. 914-338-1885. Uh, my name is Brady Hicks. I'm joined once again by the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? How you doing tonight? Not much. Pretty good, Brady. How are you tonight? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, also joining us. The one and only maestro, professional wrestling actor, entertainer, wrestler, a uh, uh, pretty fashionable guy. Just had some dinner. What was for dinner, Stro? I, I you saw you chomping away there. That looked delicious. Oh, hey guys, no, this is uh, beef dips, rice, and um, mixed carrots and peas. Okay. I always wondered what I, I to eat. Oh yeah, well you know, yeah. just uh, low carb, high protein. Vegetables. I want to share some of you guys real quick. Well, I'm sure, at, sure. Um, the the people. I was at Sherlock Comic Con this past weekend, and the people at Sherlock Comic Con, the cast, the Devil's Daughter, Duck and Dream, were me in, and the Duck series was nice enough to present me with this championship belt. They custom made for me. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's and, cool. And, and I, I was floored. I, I couldn't be you know more honored. So I, I thought it was really cool. I wanted to show you guys. Now, you don't have to defend that, do you? Ah, uh, well, who knows, right? <laughs> Take it to a show, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Matt Grimm knows what I'm talking about. We've seen plenty of fans of oh, shows. Boy. And not, not that you're a fan, sure. That's not what I'm... What's going on, Matt? <laughs> hey, and here here we are again. It's it's Tuesday night. It was a, it was an eventful last three days, and uh, 
Yeah. It's fun to talk about. You, uh, <laughs> it's Tuesday night, and you know what that means. Uh, Ray Bogus, what's going on, Ray? How are you feeling tonight? Uh, something tells me you don't think it was quite so eventful. No, it was very eventful. It was very okay. eventful. Okay. But, All right. I mean, I mean, it was, it was very eventful. But, like, I mean, the the Krakatoa eruption was eventful. And <laughs> the, the Great Blizzard of 1883 was eventful. <laughs> Challenger. And, yeah. Well, the, the Challenger was eventful. Look, I don't know how you – I don't know how you just – dude, they screwed up, like, every match. Uh, okay. Well, I, I, clearly, I, I think the opinions are going to vary on this, but I am curious what everybody thinks. And we're certainly going to talk about that, that tonight. That's the uh, the top of the agenda. 914-338-1885 is the number. I see we've got a couple people already in the queue, and we'll get to you guys in short order. Just kind of hang tight, and we're going to sprinkle you guys in. Kathy, they're like garlic. You know, you, you don't want to use too much garlic. It'll it'll mess up the sauce. So we're going we're gonna to sprinkle them in. uh <laughs> Occasionally, I guess you'd say periodically. So we definitely, <laughs> we're definitely going to talk we, about what we call the dish. <laughs> yeah, what would we yeah. call the dish? Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I would call it spaghetti and M and M's, for lack of a better name. Uh, <laughs> That's interesting. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. So definitely WrestleMania. We're going to talk about that tonight. And I want to get everybody's thoughts on that uh, because I, I happen to enjoy the show, by and large. I did. Uh, did they make every decision correctly? No. The thing that bothered me the most, ironically, wasn't what we saw. It's what we didn't see. It really, really, really pissed me off that there were four names that didn't make it onto WrestleMania that I thought were huge parts of WWE all, all year long, and they were all available. I'm talking about Charlotte. I'm talking about the Street Profits. And I'm talking about Rey Mysterio. See how I did that, Caddy? Rey Mysterio. <laughs> uh, so, I, I, so I was disappointed by that. So I definitely want to talk about that tonight. Alexa Bliss has a new has a new doll, and uh, looks like it's a lot of fun to play with. I I, I wouldn't mind. Uh... Oh man! <laughs> what? It looks, it looks, it looks like a Dennis Dream. Uh, <laughs> you see the chompers on that mug? Yeah, wow. seriously. <laughs> I can't find the sound effects, so we're going to hold off on that. And, uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. We should talk another thing, Ray, and this probably leads into, like, a, a thing that you were talking about earlier, new debt. Matt, you brought this up to me. Like, how can you be so happy the next night on Raw after you got absolutely destroyed? Really not even a mention of the tag team title. Uh, I hate it when WWE devalues the, the belts like that, but um, New Day really hit a home run with that last night. It just it just really bugged me. It was not good at all. And you know what? They had the same problem when Kofi lost the, the World Heavyweight Championship um, to Lesnar, where it was just like yeah. everybody, they were all just fine with it, and it's fine, and we're out the next night, and we're – happy and having a good time and like I just I don't know to like to me I see that and I feel like it devalues the belts because these guys who held them don't care that they lost them and that bothers me and like I I don't know I, I like I, I wish that these guys because they're they've all been around long enough to I think understand you know exactly 
what impression you're kind of creating with the fans when you act this way. So right. I don't know what the deal is, but I wish they wouldn't do this. And if they're if they're being scripted to do this, then it needs to stop and the stable needs to change. I'm not saying they necessarily need to break up, but they need new attitudes. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like the stable's becoming a, a parody of itself at this point. And I used to really enjoy them, and now I'm just kind of like, please just let's get this segment over with as quickly as possible. Ray, it would be like if I got fired from VOC Nation on a Monday and I come out here like a clown on Tuesday. It just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? So I'm going to kind of rain on this parade a little bit. Um, (laughs) Number one, um, I am unhappy that New Day dropped the tag titles because I'm just not sure that that is a good long-term move. Uh, that being said, I I think the the mindset that that Matt said and that you I, I guess are kind of behind too, given your analogy. I I think that's very short sighted, and I think that it presents a fundamental misunderstanding of what diverse characters mean. Not everyone has to be the uh, the brooding, I'm going to get my spot back character. And so, you know, it's, to me, it's okay that New Day is still the happy party time, but it's okay because they came out and won their match. They're still a serious team. They don't act in a way that makes them sort of another cookie cutter, oh, we're going to get back our title character, because we have a lot of those. It's a ve- That character is a very cheap, easy character to create, because it's the one we think we should default to. Mm-hmm. To me, the idea that the New Day comes out and they are unconcerned, but are still a serious contender... To me, that's interesting. They they need a Apollo Creed, like Rocky did, like second so die to Tiger back. I, mean, I was going to say, yeah. wasn't that Xavier Woods' what's, what's name on, 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 on TNA? Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Not he, was Apollo Creed. he was consequences. He was consequences. That's right. Yeah. 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 I mean, look, I yeah. I got to say, I I I disagree with that. I, I don't. I think human beings are never happy when they lose. Um, and I think that's a universal thing. And I think if you're not unhappy about losing, and you can be unhappy in different ways. Maybe it makes you depressed. Maybe it makes you angry. Maybe it makes you take a hard look at the way you do things. But, I mean, look, and I know it's not an apples-to-apples comparison because, you know, there's a difference between a, a scripted match and scripted outcomes in real sports. But find me anywhere ever a... A, a championship game loss, like whether it's the Super Bowl or the World Series or the NBA Finals, find me anywhere an example of when they go to the losing team's locker room and they're partying it up and blowing trumpets in people's faces and having a good old time right after they lost. And you're not going to see it because that's not the way people react to things. And I think that creates a disconnect and it devalues the titles and it makes the characters seem inauthentic. Um, 
you know, like I said, they don't all have to brood, but they've all got to react to losing in some way because people don't like it when they lose. And I think that's just a fundamental human no, condition. No, you're right. People don't like it when they lose. But you're asking for an initial reaction 24 hours after uh, – more than 24 hours after the match. Even Bray Wyatt was jumping up at Jackson, Jayla Minister, when he, he lost it the night oh, before. Oh, I got the horn back. Sorry about that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> what were you saying? But Bray Wyatt, he was jumping up and down dancing. He lost at WrestleMania the night before. He was like jumping yeah. up and dancing on Raw. I mean, here's my Party thing. On the playhouse. Yeah, here's my thing. I don't mind if they don't come out. Like, I, I hate it when they come out and complain that they lost. Uh, that that irks me. But I feel like you could have a pass for a night where, like, you got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder because you just lost the title. Like, I, I need to refocus or I need to, like, like man, like, I don't know. Like, you got to kind of turn inward. You know what I mean? Uh, you don't need to be a curmudgeon right. about it. That, now, that's just my opinion, obviously. Uh, opinions are like, uh, uh, I'll say ice cream for, for lack of a, a more colorful way to put it. You know, everybody loves ice cream, but there's all different flavors of it, right? See, that's why I didn't go with a-holes, Kathy, you know, because everybody's got one. But it's not the same, obviously. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just going down that road. <laughs> there's all different flavors, right? I'm just saying. He's going down the uh, ice cream rabbit hole. There's peanut uh, butter. Let's not go no, down the uh, – let's avoid the cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, down the chocolate ladder. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so I was uh, saying uh, – <laughs> I was the Hershey of, Highway. Speaking of curmudgeon, <laughs> speaking of curmudgeon, <laughs> I, I, I would be uh, incredibly remiss if I didn't point out uh, that CM Punk did an interview this weekend as well, um, where he talked about, I, I don't know if you guys saw this, I found it fascinating, absolutely fascinating. He was talking about AEW and WWE and potential opponents, and, and he listed like five or six names from AEW that like he thinks he could make money with if he went to AEW. And he only mentioned one name from WWE. And I thought this was hilarious. He, he said that he could only make money. You wait for it, Matt. Wait for it. With Triple H. The guy who I left mean, because they were going to put him against Triple H because he wanted something better. That's the only guy in the company he thinks he can make money with? Here's, here's the thing, and, and the, the New Day discussion has there, – there's other things you need to kind we'll of come spur back off to. of that. Yeah. But, no, no, they need to spur off of it, but you're, the, the CM Punk thing is interesting because you know what he sounds like? I mean, you're right. You're right. Like, like the idea that he, he left essentially because he was mad about, A, Triple H's management of the company – and B, that he was going to be put against Triple H. He didn't want to go. He didn't want to go that route. Right. You know what it sounds like? It it sounds like he's kind of an idiot who made a really bad decision to go be a professional fighter when he explicitly was uncomfortable taking fake punches or scripted punches, as the case may be. Yeah, I suppose it depends. It depends on whether or not your opponent is actually good at script punching. Or, or wants to really both. punch you. I mean, yeah, I've, been saw, situ- we saw I've been in situations where punches. I really got a hit. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we saw over WrestleMania weekend, we saw both scripted punches and what were clearly fake punches. So 
I suppose I suppose that depends on the quality. I, I don't put of your, the stamp on that term, by the way. I, that's just me, but I, I don't. Um, well, I'm I'm making fun of the fact that there were people who were just clearly airmailing them. Um, no leg slaps, though. I thought we had some. It sounded like we had some. We might. The point being, the point being, we had a dreadlock slap. Sounded like leather. Yeah, the point. Or we're we're going to get we're going to get to that we're going to get to that garbage match. I want the garbage outcome. So, um, yeah, no, CM Punk sounds like a guy who made a. He sounds like a guy who made a very, very, very bad career decision, Mm -hmm. and um would now like to say the exact thing he needs to say to begin printing money again. (laughs) But he sounds like, I don't know what you think, uh, guys, but like he sounds to me like somebody who's so out of touch with what he would need to say if he wants to go back to WWE. Like, sure, ingratiate yourself to Triple H, that's fine. But there are a lot of stars that, in theory, could make money with or without CM Punk. And even people that aren't WWE fans would have to admit that, I would think, Matt. Uh, certainly Roman Reigns. Uh, you know, I would think McIntyre uh, and Lashley. Uh, there's a lot of names that, that could make money. AJ Styles. Imagine so, AJ Styles and CM Punk. I mean, I would say this. Okay, so take the list of AEW names that he named and put them to the side because he's right on all of those. Yeah, he probably would make money with them. That's that's true. Well, sure. The WWE yeah. side, the way I kind of interpret these comments and it's so hard to tell with CM Punk because I feel like he was born a curmudgeonly old man in some respects and it's just the way his personality is and part of me wonders if he's just like maybe he just has so little interest in actually wrestling for WWE again again that he just kind of threw that answer out there and I mean I think deep down he must know on some level that there are guys in that company that he could, you know, quote unquote, make money with. Um, but maybe he just doesn't care all that much anymore. Joe, what do you think about that? Like CM Punk? I mean, I, 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 first of all, I can't imagine a guy having that kind of goal. You're basically dismissing that entire roster by saying that uh, the owner's son-in-law is the only one that you can make money with there. Uh, it struck me as really weird. Um, I couldn't believe how dismissive it was, especially for a guy that shared a locker room with with a lot of the guys that are there now. I guess it just shows where his uh, attention span lies as far as keeping up with the current product. Uh, You know, he he seems to be more of an AEW-type guy than WWE these days. So um, that's what I'm thinking. And I'm thinking, furthermore, because the rumor was that he went to – WWE, he approached them about coming back, and they weren't interested. So nothing gets you more interested in going to a different company than having the one that you originally target saying, we don't want you. Kathy, was he born curmudgeonly? I mean, you've known him for a long time. Is that really him? When I knew Punk, you know, when he was working with Ring of Honor and everything, he was always a great guy. You know, he loved doing what he did. And even when he was well, he WWE, he loved doing what he did. Okay. So just to make a comparison, would you, would you call me a great guy in 20 years? 
<laughs> I, I just want to see, see where the bar is set. <laughs> to be determined, right? <laughs> Stop it. I mean, everybody got silent. Ia Putin says. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> get, the, get the crickets going. Uh, one more thing I really just kind of wanted to, uh, to to delve into for tonight. Uh, and we and we touched on it last week, but I, I definitely wanted to get to it kind of during the intro of the show. Uh, the, the whole Austin Jericho interview. I don't know if you guys had a chance to 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 watch it. I actually yeah. stayed up after WrestleMania. I probably made about an hour and a half of it before I finally fell asleep. Uh, but he did touch on AEW. I was a little surprised. You know, I figured they would kind of gloss over some stuff. But I, I mean, on one hand, right? It's like all stuff that I expected them to say. And they focus mostly on WWE. But on the other, he did really put over that company and, like, you know, his enjoyment of kind of being there. The thing is, I mean, I'm with you. It it came across as jarring just because it's not something you expect to hear. I mean, the reality mm-hmm. is, the reality is that if, you know – if this were, you know, then Brian Danielson being interviewed uh, and putting over Ring of Honor, you know, our jaws would have hit the floor. So it's it's certainly new, and maybe for no other reason it is jarring. But, and I took some time to kind of think about this and reflect on it, it I suppose it shouldn't be as surprising as we made it up to be last week and that it might have been when we first heard it today. Because when you look at the people who are there, this isn't like TNA where you had Jeff Jarrett with just a lifetime grudge against Vince. And vice versa. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, there's guys there that have, you know, they they haven't exactly been at the, the front of the Rolodex for a while, but, I mean, who's there? Who's there that you would say there's no way a deal could possibly happen? Too much bad blood, too much, I mean, there, there isn't one. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, there's not a, a name specifically, but just the way things kind of went down and the fact that they actually positioned NXT against AEW and, and I don't know, the entire thing just seemed, I mean, I, I don't know that there was necessarily like a grudge on WWE's part or anything like that, uh, but I know the age-old tradition of the company is we don't really acknowledge the competition. Uh, the only time that they've historically... And Matt, I, I'm pretty sure I remember a time when they, they acknowledged WCW, but the only time they acknowledge the competition is when they're not really a threat. Yeah, I mean, I remember by the time Vince McMahon started saying, like, you know, I, I, the one line that jumps out WCW. at me that I can remember off the top of my head is, yeah, like, <laughs> I'd rather join WCW than join DX. And But but at that by the time he said that, like, you know, yeah, it was like 99, DX, right? 
Yeah, it was like Triple H's DX with like X Pac and, and the Outlaws. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's WCW was starting to you know fall behind at this point. Um, I don't really yeah. remember him talking a lot about WCW in '97 and '98. So that's one thing I always found interesting. Like WCW, is it like when you're the bottom guy, you don't meant, or when you're when you're on top, you don't meant? I I don't know. Like it's always kind of weird. Like it. Usually, traditionally, companies don't talk about the other company, but I feel like WCW started a trend where, like, everybody but WWE talks about the competition. Is that something that you picked up? Like, I, I don't know. It just always struck me as weird how much WCW would talk about WWE. Yeah, well, it's funny because even back then, we were watching each other's product in the locker room. Like, we were yeah, watching yeah. Raw. And we watch ECW, and and I've heard reports where other like ECW guys watch both of us, and then WWE guys who watch Nitro. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so it's pretty wild. And they would try and like counter program each other, wouldn't they? Like, oh, they got the ladies, we can send these out now because like that'll beat them. Didn't they yeah. do that? It was like chess. Oh yeah, that's crazy. But mm-hmm. I, I like Blake Bischoff. He would mention WWE. An entire show. And for me, like, it was so groundbreaking when DX and Remember he called out Vince McMahon? Yeah, to a fight. (laughs) And do you remember how Vince responded? I I loved it. It was one of my favorite response. In fact, I want to use it on Facebook the next time somebody challenges me to a fight. Uh, Matt, do you remember? (laughs) He said that he would gladly fight Eric Bischoff, devoid of any cameras and any back alley in the country. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. Uh, but and that was clearly just an attempt to uh, spike ratings. But right, I remember when DX invaded WCW. I, I think most fans do. Uh, but that was so revolutionary because they never really talked about WCW before that. It's um, it's a weird thing, and to see it kind of play out in an interview. No, you're right. It's not like entirely unexpected. I think the announcement was the biggest shock value of the whole thing. Uh, but it still seems so counterintuitive to the way both companies have acted, acted so far. It does seem counterintuitive to me what this has always felt like. Yeah. It has always felt, and, and even if you, if you go back to, you know, even to, to before any of us were even twinkles in our father's eyes, and uh, you look at some of the old territories, it has always felt like WCW or whoever the successor to WCW is as sort of the top dog of the rest has always tried to position themselves as sort of like a de facto St. Louis wrestling club or, you know, JCP or, you know, whoever – Whatever area you want to look at, whoever you think that whoever you think sort of the, the top controlling territory was. Whereas WWE has always sort of tried to act like their own NWA and and to kind of shut all of that out. I um I'm not necessarily sure if I think of it as revolutionary. Um it is interesting to see WWE shift away from 
their kind of isolationist stance, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what that yeah. is as much I – mean, Strom would have more insight into that than any of us because he's the one who's actually been in the backstage area and would be able to t- talk more about the mindset that – Without getting kicked out, you should clarify. I'm only, I'm only kidding. <laughs> God, you're just – you're just so you're you're just insufferable. You know that, <laughs> um, well, like he's the only one, you know, with any real knowledge, speak to this. It it seems as if perhaps WWE maybe they've decided that nobody's ever going to catch them, and that it is. It is better to have strong feeder systems than it is to uh, to just crush your competition. Better to have strong feeder systems. Yeah, I, 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 that probably is where they're at. Now, I don't agree with that, right? From like a strategic, uh, strategic, strategic uh, viewpoint, um, because. And I kind of touched on this last week. Like, AEW is close to pulling a one. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm so curious to see how they do without competition the first week, that they, which I guess will be this Wednesday, right? It will be the first time that AEW doesn't – if they break a million, then I don't think it's a major, major thing to say that they'll be able to gain another half million in the next six months. I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Um, and if they do that and WWE gets stagnant again, as it tends to do after WrestleMania, um, I, hey, there's a good chance we could be looking at comparable ratings. Now, of course, ratings don't equal the size of the company or the, the profitability of the company or anything like that. But that's one metric where you could look at that and say, well, AEW maybe maybe could feasibly catch them. And I know you said that's a stretch, but I don't feel like it's that far off. I suppose you're right that it's not necessarily a stretch to catch them, but the idea that that would be meaningful, I guess, is what I'm saying would be a stretch. Because the reality is that, look, WCW had basically an unlimited amount of money behind them. The reason that they were able to get traction and to then put pressure on Vince and create the Monday Night Wars and all that all that jazz that goes along with it is because they had an unlimited faucet of Ted Turner money behind them. Vince couldn't kill them. AEW, yeah, they might they, they might get that was for the money. money and, that was for the money. They were cheering for the money. They're just slow tonight. Hooray! Hooray for the hooray for the money! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. AEW might get. All right, that should be it. Okay, so <laughs> um, yeah, AEW might catch WWE in in the ratings. Dynamite might catch Raw. Who knows? But first off. You had, I think you had a lot more overlap, or a lot more overlap now than you do than you did back back in the '90s. I think that you were getting very, very different 
different markets uh, back then. I mean, the the people that are watching Dynamite are probably watching Raw. That that's, that's true. Yeah, I mean that that's just that that is what it is. Now, not necessarily, thing, but but yeah, it could be. I mean, I think I think that there is a lot more overlap there, and you know, you just you know because you look at dollars that get brought in, and you look at size of venues and all that, like, like there is probably a significant overlap there. I mean, the reality is that if I go outside and I grab ten random people on the street and I say, "Hey, do you know what WWE is?" I'm going to get a percentage of them that say, "Yeah." But if I go outside and say, you know what AEW is, I'm going to get all kinds of crazy guesses. And, you know, that 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 kind of thing, I think, maybe speaks to the fact that there's probably a lot more overlap there. There's, um, the other, there's, sorry, thought you were done. Because no, the, second, the second thing is that Todd Khan has not said or indicated in any way that he wants that he is in the quote he he doesn't have his I'm in the wrestling business sort of moment. There's been nothing to signal that like mm-hmm. if, no, that if this, yeah, but that this that if this was something that began to you know, really take away from other ventures or other interests or start significantly draining, you know, money that he has to invest in things and play around in things. Yeah. You know, uh, this can probably kill this a lot easier if he wants to than, you know, than the last time that he was seriously challenged when, what, you're going to go to war with Ted Turner? Good luck, bud. Uh, it's true. I mean, it's true, and and I don't think anybody here is comparing AEW to uh, to WCW, except in terms of the presentation that they're putting out there. A lot of the time, um, you know, you talk about brand awareness, and one thing that I always thought uh, is so indicative of where people's heads are at as far as like recognizing brands or whatever. You look at the T-shirts, and in particular, you look at the T-shirts that you see not at a wrestling show, but uh, for example, the Jersey Shore in the summer, you know, when I go to the boardwalk, um, there was a time when, like, I would see all NWO or, like, all Austin 316. And, like, uh, DX was another one. Kids were getting suspended from high school for, you know, right? And, and like, that's what the, I was doing the crotch chops for those who couldn't see it. Uh, and, and that's uh, – but, but that just speaks to, like, how I, – I, I don't see anyone – um, wearing a Kenny Omega shirt to the mall this weekend. And, and I love Kenny Omega. I don't see them wearing an Inner Circle shirt to the mall. Uh, there's no act in AEW that I think is quite to that point yet other than Mike Tyson, uh, who really has nothing to do with AEW aside from superficially. Uh, so so it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of cross that bridge, if they come up with a like a like a real home run of an angle. And that was more like a bunch. But if they come up with a home run, then, like, yeah, that could get the eyes on them that they need to increase the brand recognition. And now you're talking about something real. But they're not there yet. And and you're right. Uh, And ratings are just such a small, tiny part of the overall thing, you know. 
And certainly WWE isn't even worried about ratings anymore. I actually thought there was a time when they were considering abandoning their cable contracts and just putting all their stuff on the network. That's what it seemed like. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in. Uh, I want to take a real quick commercial break, and on the other side, when we come back, uh, we'll start to delve into the callers. I see Malcolm. I see uh, Rat Boy. Uh, oh, Justin is back. We'll have to talk to Justin as well. 914-338-1885. It's in the room on the VOC Nation Radio Network, and we will be right back. Hill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was an early champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is the last year, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valley? Well, actually, it, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it. Did you have anything to do? Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Hey, this is Total Package. Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off a uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Every 
Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cotney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions in conjunction with Blue Ray Atlantic City proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter and now it's time to rock. Also, this is a sister, the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kazzy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter, 
Chris Press discussed the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, this is a Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Can Wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Taylor, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling with History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Rock and Roll Union and North Step Productions, in conjunction with Blu Ray Atlantic City, proudly present Jersey Shore Jam 2. May 15th. Featuring As We Become Ghosts and Rat Rod. It's been a long, cold winter, and now it's time to rock. 
Also appearing, the Rock and Roll Union House Band, Shades of Grey, playing all of your favorites from the 60s to now. All COVID regulations will be in place. Tickets are available at eventbrite.com and are extremely limited, so get them before they run out. Doors open at 6 and showtime is at 7. Rat Rod, As We Become Ghosts, and Shades of Grey. Jersey Shore Jam 2, May 15th at Blu-ray, 201 South New York Avenue, Atlantic City. Did I mention there's free parking? Don't miss it. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer, The Maestro, Former Impact performer. Actually, that reminded me. Uh, 914-338-1885. Ray, you weren't around when Justin and Dustin had their epic rant, were you? Uh, that was... Uh, and we said it to circus music. It was so much fun. Were you no, really after that? You were. Okay. Well, I think a lot of people were, and I think that they deserve to hear it. It was. It was absolutely uh, amazing. No, there's a lot worse than them. Wow. Yeah, you guys are all. You guys are all happy that that. and all of your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, before we really kind of dive back in, uh, Stro, uh, what do you got going on this week? Well, this Thursday night, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, will be WCW Retro on VOCNation.com. And the top of the discussion this Thursday will be the career of the total package, Lex Luger. So looking forward to diving in on that. And then this Friday night at midnight Eastern Standard Time, uh, my horror sci-fi show, The Stro Zone, on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Stro the Maestro. Uh, the feature will be The Moon of the Wolf, 
from the 70s. So please tune in. Like Titus O'Neil, like you know, that'd be <laughs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> right. Uh, Lex is an amazing topic, and what a what a figure throughout wrestling history. Um, you know, whether you like him or you hate him, like he just it, it's impossible to deny. Uh, you know, the impact that he's had across quite a few companies. You know, uh, he's a guy that we've had on the show. I guess what Kathy two or three times now. Uh, he's uh, he's top notch. You know, so that'll be cool. I, I definitely recommend people kind of check that out. Of course, tonight we're talking WrestleMania. We're talking uh, all things WrestleMania with the show having just uh, gone down two days ago. And, Ray, uh, you were talking about the show kind of being disappointing in a lot of different ways. Uh, one of the things that we were talking about off air, and I think we all kind of agree, uh, because we've been talking about it for six weeks heading into WrestleMania, was the way they handled Lashley and McIntyre. Um I was happy to see Lashley retain. I was surprised. Uh, but the way that they did it was a little strange. And um, I feel like if they had built it up correctly, I was saying this off air again, um, they could have had McIntyre pass out from the pain, much like they did with Austin and Brett. And Austin was actually made a star out of this. I feel like McIntyre was not made a star out of this. So, unlike the SmackDown women's match, which I am going to explode on later on in the show, I think we're all more or less in agreement with how the McIntyre-Lashley match went down. I, like you, was pleasantly surprised to see Lashley retain because I think he's a very good heel champion that you're probably not going to have another chance to strike while this particular iron is hot. Um, That being said, you are 100% right that the way they did this, I mean, mean, it's pretty much, they pretty much had the worst possible way to end the match. And the match. Mm -hmm. If you want, if I mean, we came on the show for weeks and weeks and talked about, well, what are they going to do with this quandary that they've put in? And we talked about potentially shoehorning in a three-way, uh, a, a three-way match for the title. And we um, we talked about like we talked about perhaps having a disqualification somewhere. Well, we talked about interference from somewhere, and the the thing is, um, you can't you can't look at how that match went and think that they have an investment in Drew McIntyre the way that their actions for the last several months seem to indicate that they would. Mm. If you wanted, if if you just sit down and say no. We need to have a a clean finish, more or less, in the in, in the ring at at WrestleMania. Fine, I, I'll, I'll get behind you. But then you need to have a moment with a moment similar to to Austin's, where Drew doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily tap. He doesn't necessarily throw in the top. He taps. That was as clean of a clean finish as you can get. 
the only way that it even makes sense off camera to me, and this would be this would be the kind of thing Stra would be interested to know that you said, is there a reluctance on the part of wrestlers to sort of mimic past great finishes? Because to me, the only reason to not go that route is McIntyre saying he's not comfortable doing a similar finish to that Austin mm-hmm. one. Uh, well, I guess the only way, uh, well, sometimes uh, there'll be like tributes to a, a certain finish if a finish was that memorable, if you will. But I mean, we, you know, we we try to do all we can to, uh, you know, do finishes as original as possible. But I mean. Make it your own. It's yeah, make it yeah, exactly. So it's like you know, of course, there's you know, there's been more repetitive ones through the years, but we try to make it as original as we possibly can. I I, I found it interesting, and and how I would have done it, uh, I would have had um, McIntyre pass out from the team. I actually thought he did pass out. Did he actually tap? If he did, I missed that. I I actually thought that he just was unresponsive and they ended it. But I felt like they could have built up a lot of drama around that. They could have had him reach for the ropes, have Lashley kind of pull him back, um, you know, make numerous attempts, be in there way too long, like, and in the end, just pass out. And if they had done that, and then the next night on Raw, you have Adam Pierce come out and say, you know what, like, forget WrestleMania backlash, like, you're never getting another title shot again. And now what I would do is I would have these two stars, these two monsters on a three-hour show kind of running parallel with one another. Um, and I would have done that over the course of the next six to eight months or whatever. And by the time they touched at SummerSlam or Survivor Series or maybe even next WrestleMania, um, I think it could have been an even bigger match than it was this year. That's just my thought on it. But I would have, I would have built up the anticipation there. That's what I would have done. I mean that would have made a lot. That would have made a lot of sense too. For me, it's that you took, you put yourself in an unenviable position, but then you took the literal only route that resulted in a net downside. Because the reality is, is yes, you had a you, you had a hot commodity with Lashley. Mm-hmm. And it's good, popular heels are good to have around because they don't manifest themselves all that often. But you also have a ton of resources put into Drew McIntyre. To me, and I'm not, I I, I haven't... Sorry about that, Ray. He, he's driving me nuts here. I keep muting him, and he keeps calling back and unmuting. I sorry about that, Ray. Go on. So, as I said, like, like, yeah, you you had a hot commodity with Lashley, and you want to, you want to, you know, keep that around. Mm-hmm. You had a ton of resources over the better part of a calendar year. Put into Drew McIntyre. I, I think for the better because we've come on this show and agreed that 
that McIntyre was an integral part of making WWE even remotely watchable. Sure. During what was month after month of, for all practical purposes, empty arena shows. To me, and I, uh, this is another thing where, where I couldn't speak to this and you couldn't speak to this. Only, only Stroke could speak to this. To me, it would be demoralizing to be sitting in the back watching that unfold. Because to me, that says no matter what I do, no matter what's behind me, I can never feel secure in my position with this company. That I am going to be asked to do something and that I can know what I am going to be asked to do on a regular basis for some period of time. Don't you think that's a little dramatic, though? I don't. I take, I'm taking what should be a conclusion and extrapolating it to its logical extreme. Okay. All right. And I'm curious what everybody else thinks. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, we're going to go to the phones, and first we're going to go to Malcolm, which I'm sure is going to be like a roller coaster uh, built into a podcast. What's going on, Malcolm? Roller coaster. Hey! Oh, <laughs> that part is I can just disappear if I have to. Hey, Brady. Um, What's going on, brother? Saturday, the first day of WrestleMania, I was at Adam, Adam's uh, mom, his stepmom, his dad's house. Um, his stepmom's name is Teresa, and we spent time with his mom Saturday and his new girlfriend, Jessica. Jessica's really nice, and she's coming down early tomorrow morning. No, she's um, she's just a nice lady, you know, and, okay. and she's perfect for, for, for Adam. He just... Went through his divorce. Um, he's still going through it right now, from last Who's year. Adam? And I'm, are you talking about Adam, Adam Copeland? No, Adam. His name is Adam Helms. He's a wrestling promoter in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. He works the local. My second NBC. guess was Adam West. Oh no, it's not Adam West. Uh, that's okay. another reason okay. I like right. Adam. He's got my favorite first name. I told him that. What about but Adam his Lee? Adam Brady was your first favorite first morning. name. <laughs> his right. girlfriend's coming down uh, early in the morning, about three o'clock. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wait up for some night owl anyway. Um, That's cool. <laughs> and uh, little we spent about the little thing. Oh yeah, I mean I, his dad's really nice. He's a little older than me as a U.S. Army soldier, and I have total respect for his dad. And his stepmom's really nice, and Jessica's nice, and all five of us just watched WrestleMania. I gotta tell you, okay. Brady, the best thing about the show, and you can ask Adam, you can ask his dad, you can ask all four of them there. I kept standing up doing a Hulk Hogan pose when the Hulkster came out. Because he still is the greatest world wrestling federation champion ever, brother! And it'll never you like him as a pirate? What you gonna do when Malkamania <laughs> runs wild on you, brother? <laughs> you like I'm him so as a pirate? Guy? I thought that was a little weird. I liked Didn't you think it was weird to see him with Titus? I'll I tell you what, Brady, I used to go through Oakland Raider withdrawal. I'm not out there anymore. Now I'm going through Hulk Hogan withdrawal. I can't renew my registration or renew my driver's license on my car so I can drive down and see the guy. You know, 
But man, I just I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna explode when I get to stand next to that guy again. He just he just oh, I man. explain it. I would find my nineteen sixty six Batman record album because you know, Adam West passed away in two thousand seventeen and I told Hulkster if I was gonna find anybody to replace Adam West to play Batman, maybe not Bruce Wayne, but Batman, it would be you. Anybody, it would be you. You know, because your personality I love is very it. authoritative. You know, I love it. And he's you know never gonna die. You know what you know Brady. what really struck me at WrestleMania? I I, I I you're an old school guy, Malcolm, so I'm sure you can relate. Uh Stro, I gotta get your thoughts on this as well. I always thought Edge was kind of a smaller guy. During the Attitude Era, it always seemed to me like he was like a, I, I don't know, like lighter and like, I, I knew he was a little tall, but I, I don't know, he was almost as big as Roman Reigns. And I think of Roman Reigns as like one of the biggest guys on the roster, so like, it really struck me like, that a guy from 15 years ago that we thought was small, is as big as like, one of the biggest guys there now. Yeah, Brady, yeah, he's got, you know, he's, you know, he's always had the height, you know I mean, he was just like yeah. lean. And he, he really filled been, out, on, like... Yeah, he's yeah. put on some muscle. He has. Yeah. You know, Brady, you know what's great about Edge? The look in his eyes on Sunday night in the main event against Roman Reigns, against Daniel Bryan. I mean, the possessive look yeah. in his eyes. It was Hulkamania, man. I could feel it. Like, when he was in the Sky Dome in Toronto watching Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, he taught, taught, He said, that's what turned him on. My favorite wrestling. WrestleMania. I could feel it. I haven't met Edge yet. He was there at the Call for Alley Club in 2013, and I was going through depression, mm-hmm. so I, I wasn't in the mood hardly to meet anybody. But Edge, Adam Copeland, I want to know if I meet you, man, the whole community is coming out, brother, because I tell you, even though you lost that match and Daniel Bryan lost that match on Sunday night, you guys gave me a performance. I mean, I don't care if they're winners. I don't care if they're losers in a match. They always give you a great performance. They hit the gym. They give you the best damn performance of their lives. And if you can't respect that, then you better stop being a wrestling fan. And something else, Brady, Bobby Lashley. Very well The walking Armageddon. My man Bobby Lashley took the, he took the title, baby. He's a man, brother. He had the Hulkamania inside of him in Tampa Bay, Florida, the home of the, home of the world champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tom Brady, yeah, and Gronk. Do you think Hulk went out drinking with Lashley after the show? I don't know, but maybe he hit the bottle with Titus O'Neil. Hulk Hogan knows I don't drink maybe. alcohol. Steve Austin knows I don't drink alcohol. Everything about me, Brady, when I become an actor in the future, is all natural. I, I can zip through a script like a vacuum cleaner. You're not getting any plans? And, and pop it straight. Can you feel Man, it? I can't Mania, wait to uh, Ray. I can't you feel wait to do a movie with this guy, man. <laughs> this is all natural now, Carl. Really, there's no – oh, you yeah. have no help to get oh, like yeah. you are. I mean, oh, I, I, you know what? Bro, do you I, think Brooke will be able to take the Hulkamania inside her? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It lives in me. It, you know, I told Hulk it goes in one you. ear and out the other. Yeah, I'll you know, like Paul McCartney. When did it get inside yeah. you? For approximately yeah, 30 years. Yeah, he used to talk about Paul McCartney <laughs> in the 80s. And he wasn't that popular, but he was always inside of me. Oh, man. Just like Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, you know, they were forgetting him about, about him for a while. Well. You never oh forget about Hulk Hogan. No. Roddy Piper in 85. You know, Brady, I seriously would like to be your manager today. of Mastro. 
Do like a sheet thing? A <laughs> sheet thing, yeah. We can do Stro versus Malcolm, and I'll be in Malcolm's corner. No, no, I'm taking on Stro. Stro's my bud, man. He's going to be at the whole shooter ceremony, mate. He'll this get you. And Charleston, and me and the Papa Stro, and me and Tommy Wildfire-Rich, we're going to get wild, brother. It's going to be crazy, but brother. But Malcolm's a shooter, oh, too. He's going to come out, brother. Hulk Hogan needs to come out there. I, I heard Malcolm was a hooker. He goes around no, on the street hooking people. I'm a hooker. You know, because Ray was like that uh, chic, like Jimmy Farr from Cannibal Run. <laughs> he was amazing. <laughs> oh, Malcolm. <laughs> you no. Malcolm, what do you think about him? Remember, like remember the speed scene where Jimmy Farr? Pulls to the drive through and, and talks to the lady, and uh, he backs the car up, and then go, pulls up to the front and gives her a water catch. Says, "Here, get a physical." <laughs> I would be, I would be willing to like do that to a really fat lady or a really fat guy. Like at the show, just like like have like a wad of like the fake like the play money, the acting money, and just walk up, hand it to him, get a physical. <laughs> thank you for the call, Malcolm. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That was a lot of fun. I. Uh... <laughs> oh man, nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five is the number to call in tonight. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously Lashley and McIntyre, uh, there was. Some things they could have done a little differently, I think. Although, by and large, like I said, I was very pleased. I was very pleased. And, and, and the hooker liked it. You know, the guy's going around shooting people on the – you know, shooting on people in the street. He uh, – not shooting people. Please, don't take that the wrong way. Can't say that today. I um... – Hey, <laughs> what was your problem with the women's match? I, I thought it was amazing. Aside from the, the thing when she started whipping her with the hair and they added the sound effects, like she was like – Hitting her with a steel rod. So a couple of things bothered me about that match. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. First off, mm-hmm. that's true. That, that's true. Derek and I's gimmick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't steal our bit, Brady. We, you know, we used to do that back in the day. That was how we, when we were doing interviews, because we didn't have like a chat or like a verbal, like a, we didn't have a visual to see each other. I remember that. So, like, I'm doing an interview, and, like, yeah, right, you want to ask a question, so you would do, like, the verbal, like, mm-hmm, and, like, that meant you were going to go next. Mm-hmm. And that's how we knew. Mm-hmm. Tear, tear away that uh, fourth wall there, just like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Brady's the magic man. Now you see him. Now you don't. <laughs> magic Brady. He's magic man. Good song. Anyway, um, here's what I watched. I watched the most dumbass storyline in history. Ah, uh, she she has a dream, and uh, it's gonna be uplifting. First, screw you. Stupid lazy. <laughs> Everybody has a dream at WrestleMania. What a stupid lazy story. Um, number two. <laughs> number two. Here's what I watched. I watched Sasha Banks make someone that absolutely refused to sell any moves look really good. And you you took the belt off of who I think is probably your best worker not named Becky Lynch. Or Alexa. 
right, just Becky. Just Becky. I, I, I think you took the I think you took the belt off of Bailey's pretty good too. Your Bailey is pretty good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I might, say Lily. I might say Bailey one. Yeah. <laughs> Lily. So Lily's like <laughs> Bailey's probably in that conversation, but like those those three certainly are sort of a cut above everybody else. I get Charlotte Flair does some good stuff, but to me, a lot of that is name recognition, um, really as much as anything else. To me, to me, your your three best people to put in the ring are are probably Bailey, Sasha, not Bailey, uh, probably Becky, Sasha, Bailey, and I'm I'm willing to. That's my order, but I'd be willing to hear you out on order. But then there is certainly, to me, a drop off. After those three, and that's fine. That'd like, be a fun topic. They, like, and that that would be a fun. That that's something a topic for next week. Um, do some homework, guys. Yeah, just those three though. We're not even going to put Charlotte in there. I I would say and the thing is like, uh, there to me there is a drop off after that third, um, but there are several drop offs. But you have a drop off. You have a measurable drop off, and then you have your wrestlers like like Charlotte. I got you. Uh, but you took the belt off one of your best workers, and a woman who can actually like be compelling on the microphone. And you put it on. You, you put it. Look, I. I, I, I it's, it's a dumb storyline. I'm like, I get it. Like, people are not bright or insightful, and so they like it. But who is she going to have good matches with? Good at selling. What were you asking me? Who's going to have a good match with her? With who? What's but going on in the office, Brady? Well, the I'm a little, a little confused. Okay. Where, where does Nia um, Jax fit into this? Uh, was that from WrestleMania? I'm uh, 42? It. No, it's not good. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my! That 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 will be that will forever be one of the best sidebites. But to, <laughs> to be to get back on track, like who is who is Bianca going to have good matches with? Because right now you've been having Bailey, then leave leave the title on one of them so that they can have good matches with lots of other people instead of putting it on Bianca, who's going to have to be carried match after match because she can't sell anything. She couldn't sell water to the Arabs because it's hot in the desert. You mean? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, So here's my. I, I think she could have done a better job selling, but I'm not going to tear her apart. Um, I think, by and large, she's very popular, and sometimes that's enough. Um, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt and see how she does against somebody who's not Sasha. Put her in there with Tamina and see what she can do. You know, put her in there with uh, – here's a good one. Put her in there with Carmella, see what she can do. And if she can't do the same kind of stuff that Sasha can do with Carmella, then you have a pretty good idea where she is. But until you really get that, I, I don't know that that's really fair to say that she can. Because she, 
She might be. I, I feel like she gets an incomplete right now. Just my to me. So there's two things there. There's two things there. Um, I think that without having it be the person that is supposed to be the front and center of your division because they have the title belt, however much however much WWE is choosing to value or devalue them is irrelevant because that that belt should be the person that is making the best matches with your with your roster. Mm-hmm. Without that, I actually agree with you. I think that the grade of incomplete is probably very fair. Number one, um, I am going to number one, I am going to hold that against you that you can't sell when you're my champion. I, to put I this understand. in terms, yeah, like, and to put this in terms of like of a more professional world experience, you know, if you are a if you are a brand new apprentice mechanic. I am going to think about your misdiagnosis of a problem very different than I will of a 20-year journeyman doing a misdiagnosis on my car. If you are a brand-new teacher, I am not going to hold your inability to, you know, make, make meaningful, effective assessments the same way that I'm going to hold that against a teacher that's been doing it for a decade. If you've never had sex, you're not going to be good the first time. Am I right? Correct. That, okay. that, that is that is also a thing that we could bring up as an example. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> but the point being is that if you're just if you're just a rank and file member of the roster, whether you are a man or a woman, whether you are a tag team or a singles competitor, I'm going to hold your abilities to you differently than I am going to hold the champion to. Because that means something. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Number two. Okay, number two. Number two. uh, I think that your I think your barometer is actually a really good one. So I would not put her in the ring with Tamina as the barometer because Tamina doesn't can do some things for you. Mm Mm-hmm. She can, you know, would I necessarily want her to be sort of my matchmaker? You know, the well, my 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 high my highlight one of my highlight match people. I don't maybe not, but Tamina Snuka is not without talent, and she can definitely do some things for you. Your Carmella barometer, I think, is really good because when you see Carmella. She should be compelling. She should be interesting. And she certainly looks athletic enough to, like, be believable. But she's just, she's pretty average, and that's okay. But have that match first. Don't don't push Bianca Belair into the title slot and shove one of your best people off to the side and then hope she can carry. Come on, bud. Let's bring on Ratboy. Ratboy, what do you think about all this? What do you think about Bianca Belair? Is Ray being a little bit mean to her, or, or is that fair to say that she's got to learn to do a lot of stuff? Well, Brady, Rat- you might as well talk. Ratboy, you there? Oh. 
Let's try it this way. You there, Rat Boy? Three? Two? Wait. You there, Rat Boy? You're not there. All right. I don't know. Maybe try and call back, Rat Boy. You're not on the phone. You, no matter how much you point to it, you're not there. I, uh, last time. Rat Boy, you there? All right. Yeah, try calling back. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so anyway. Yeah. Stro, what do you think about, uh, about, um, oh, what the hell's her name? Uh, I want to call her Peyton Banks. That isn't it. What the hell's her name? Sasha Banks. No, the one that just won the belt. The one with the leather hair. Oh, Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. What What do you think about her? Because people uh, criticize Becky when she won the belt. And I feel like Becky was probably a better wrestler, but obviously she's been doing it a whole lot longer. So that's um, that's fair to criticize. But I, I don't know. I, I just... I, I didn't yeah, think Bianca I, I, was, I didn't think she was that. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've seen challengers through the years that when became champion, uh, they were kind of lackluster, and I've seen vice yeah. versa, where um, they became champions and and it pretty much uh, made them who they are. So I mean, I, we'll see. I mean, this is whole new territory for Bianca Belair being the SmackDown Women's Champ. So I mean, it. I guess it's wait and see how she carries it. So you would give her maybe an incomplete as well? I, I mean, I'd, I'd give her benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that, she's that's where I'm champ, So, yeah. I, I, I Again, I want to see her against more than just Sasha Banks. I want to see her. Right. Uh, because it's weird for me because she's been on the main roster for a year, but I really can't remember a whole lot of matches that she's had. Great champion material. It's just, it's It's strange. I mean, I guess you bring up a point in a way. If I can't remember a match that she's had, then, like, I don't know. Let's try Ratboy one last time. You there, buddy? Yes, I am here. So what do you think? Is Ray being unfair to uh, Bianca Belair? Yeah, man. She's being unfair to Bianca. I think she's a good champion, you know? You know, this is the first time ever... Well, yeah, what it is, I think it's the first time ever we had, we had at WrestleMania a black person versus a black person for the belt. Oh, it went down in great. history. So happy. Oh, yep. Yep. They actually pointed right, it out on commentary the first time the two black women fought in the main event. Nice. That's I, right. I actually remember the exact time. I actually remember, Rapway, I remember when Dr. King gave the speech and he said, I have a dream. And, and he said, I, I have a dream that one day my daughters will be judged not by their abilities or by their character, but by whether or not they were black. Good good job. I, I don't huh. think that's what he's saying. I don't know. Maybe he is. No, and, and there's another thing that I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you guys look over it, Okay. I don't you just feel like the bird dipping into the water, you know? Have you seen, have you seen the Riot Squad? What they were wearing? Was, like talking heads. What's the that? Riot Squad was wearing 
But Ruby Riot was wearing a Joker outfit, and the other and um, what is it? Ms. Morgan was was um, Harley Quinn. You noticed yeah, that? Yeah, I saw that. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that's some yeah, hard. And I thought Matt watched the pay per view that time. Yeah. And I, I thought I thought Matt really, I thought Matt really was going to come out, okay, in a real shirt, but he, he did. didn't. Now, I, I, I need to know, which, which match was your milk break? Because they didn't really build a milk break in. <sighs> like, which one do you run to 7-Eleven for? Because, like, I had to strategically choose when I was going to, like, leave. Because, you know, you can't pause it. You can't rewind it. You can't fast forward it. All you can do is walk away. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did they say before the show? You're going to miss it if you don't got Peacock. I have Peacock, and Peacock can go back and watch it anytime I want. Well, yeah, but you got to wait until it's over to watch it. You can't. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's okay, you know. Uh, I, no, uh, put it this way. The first okay. night was really good. I, I liked it so it. much. No, I, can't. I, I, I love Saturday night better, better, better than Sunday night. You know, Saturday night was the better one ever. And I tell you what, this one, 37, is going down in history, and this is my number one now. It's 37. (laughs) What's that? What's that? That's the stupidest fucking call we've ever taken on this show. Oh, you don't like me, Ray? I missed the point. Are the world members the great ones? Come on, Ray. I'm ready for your ass. I missed the point. Excuse my language. What was the point? What are you saying, Ratboy? The point. I didn't hear you. The point is that I love every bit of WrestleMania 37. Okay. There's something going on during each match. He, he said it was the great. It's gonna go down as the greatest WrestleMania. Well, the, because yep. it's the one he remembers. Oh, no, maybe, yeah, no, maybe no, the greatest WrestleMania two thousand twenty one because it's there's well, the, the only well, the WrestleMania. Except my apologies. Except my apologies. But it's this way. That's why it was going down as the greatest. My hands are up because the Braun Strowman match is that the best steel cage match to ever happen at a WrestleMania? I feel like it's got to be up there. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's your barometer, right? There's your barometer. Of course. Okay. See, this is the kind of stuff you know. We make Rapoy wait and wait and wait to get on the air, and and he's ready to explode when he gets here. And what is that? Uh, I give. Everybody credit for WrestleMania 37, but I get, I really give this WrestleMania 37 to the fans. The fans really stand okay. out. Good enough. Good That's enough. A great call, Ramboy. Good job. And and, and next yeah, week I'll be a 50. And next week I'll be a 57 Chevy rolling down the the highway. I can't wait. All right, brother. All 
Well, we're going to bring on uh, from from one end of the spectrum. Uh, that came out wrong. Spectrum is probably mm-hmm. the wrong word to use. From one mm-hmm. end of this area all the way to the other side, we got Derek on the line, and, and I, I feel a debate coming on, Derek. I, I do because Ray, right. Ray has been very harsh toward Bianca Belair, and uh, I I, uh, I, I feel and, like and I should what, go get my popcorn. In what way? Um, <laughs> well, here's my thing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, and I'll let Ray speak for himself, but from my perspective, I thought she did about as well as I expected. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird because she's been on the main roster for a year, and I really can't remember a whole lot of matches that she's had. And I want to see her against Tamina. I want to see her against Carmella. Mm-hmm. I want to see what, how she does when she's not in there with one of the best workers in the company. Men mm. That's where uh, I am. His, now, Ray, mm-hmm. Ray, Ray feels a little, well, I guess, to a certain extent, you feel like I feel. Mm-hmm. Now, you remember, here's his, his my thing, here's my rebut to that. Now, I remember during the rise of Becky Lynch, you, everybody except Stro. And I don't think Ray was around then. But you guys were telling me she's the best thing since sliced bread. And all she did was get punched in the face by Nia Jax. And then she went on to have a subpar title reign with terrible matches with Lacey Evans. This is what I was – I was told how great Becky was during that whole thing. Um, I remember Braun Strowman being a cartoon character and certain people on this show telling me that Braun – was this next big like star that. they were going to have, and they should have pushed him, but the guy couldn't even run without looking like he was going to destroy his kneecaps. Um, so the thing with Bianca is she's had good matches with people besides Sasha. Um, I'm not a wrestler, but you're only as good as the people you're in the ring with. I don't think I've seen anybody have a good match with Tamina, and that goes for Oscar, Charlotte, anybody. Um, she looks like a star. Um, she's not terrible in the ring. I didn't see anything on Saturday night that would lead me to believe, damn, this girl's going to crumble underneath the pressure. They're going to take the ball off of her in five months because it's just not going to work. No, I I just gave her an incomplete uh, just because I wanted to see more of a body of work. But I I thought she was fine for the spot she got put in. I, I thought she did really good. And I, for the record, I don't know that I ever said that Becky was the best. I just said that she was over. Oh, sure, the reactions that she was getting, sure, that, that's how I remember I like, it. I was arguing with people every week. I remember I was saying things like, she can't even do a drop kick. And people were telling me she was this major star and how great she was. And I was like, <laughs> well, she was a major people. star. You know, was I mean, was she, Hulk Hogan was, was a major star, just, and he couldn't do a drop kick. Was was Becky a star, or did she just look great standing next to Ronda? Because when Ronda's around, she's she's nothing she's nothing special. When Ronda's not around, or she's not in the ring. I Charlotte. think I think Becky Becky suffered again from the brand split. You know, I don't remember Becky getting a whole lot of matches against Sasha. I don't think she fought Bailey the entire ring. Um, Charlotte, by that point, they had wrestled so many times against each other that I think people were sick of it. And it was, that was a tough spot. You know, you had Lacey Evans kind of coming up. And uh, who else was there? Alexa Bliss. You know what I mean? Like that. And, and, again, I mean, 
there just there wasn't that depth. You didn't have um, you didn't have Shayna Baszler up there at the time. Uh, Nia Jax, I mean, Nia Jax is Nia Jax. I, I think um, she's one of those girls that looks very good on paper, but when you actually put her in the match, um, I don't know that she's always the best one for that spot. You don't um, remember so I think Becky suffered from that stuff. You don't. You, you don't, don't remember Becky's yeah. great. You don't remember her great Hell in a Cell match against Sasha when Sasha came back and Sasha. Oh, I think she had a couple matches with Sasha, and they were highlights because she was the 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 best competition that they could give her at that point. And 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 it's not you know it's it's not just uh, Bianca. I saw people writing stuff about Rhea Ripley going, oh, she had a terrible match with Oscar. You know, let's throw the poor girl away and throw in the trash. And my thing is, uh, yeah. I forget who said it, but they say, you know, in NXT, they get time to practice their matches. So everything's very crisp and it looks perfect. I, and right. Stroke could probably speak to this better than I could. I would think there's a learning curve going from NXT and then coming up to Raw SmackDown and, and the day of, they're going, all right, put a match together. I, I, I feel like it's a little bit of a curve in catching up to the way things are done on the main roster. But, um, I mean... Given the circumstances, I think they it was the right move to put the belt on Bianca and Rhea because who else? There's nobody else there. Like, it, I, it, you I, want, I mean, you want to keep it on Oscar? Then she she fought everybody. No, I mean, I I like what it signifies. I mean, I I like the fact that it's two uh, young stars that haven't gotten a shot on the main roster. Uh, carrying their respective brands. I, I thought that was really cool. Uh, they were also the two finalists in the Rumble this year, so it's really indicative of, like, kind of long-term planning, which is really cool because that's something we haven't seen in a long time. Um, and I like where their head is at with some of the veterans as well, like like what Charlotte did this week. Um, I expected her to come out, and I was going to be sick. In fact, Matt Grimm said he was sick of it in the chat. Um but there was a different attitude. There was a different edge yeah. to it, and I, I really kind of yeah. dug that, you know? Um, it wasn't just the usual, I'm the best, you all suck, you know, you're all worse than me. It wasn't that. I mean, that was part of it, but that wasn't the whole thing. It was more just like, I'm going to show you how good I am, and now I have this edge. And it's, I really liked it. It was very Roman Reigns-esque in a, in a way that everything she yeah. said is what fans you Paul think about her. With it. Yeah, it's it's like everything she said the fans say about her. Oh, she's always taking this, and I'm sick of her. Like, they wanted mm-hmm. Matt Grimm to have the reaction he had to her. And um, I think she should have been doing this for a while now. People are going to hate you. Give them all the reasons to hate you. Sure. And uh, I, I, I liked it. But now, but before I kick it to Ray, because I, I know his, like, he's uh, probably taking notes and ready to – to jump in, uh, I gotta ask you, Derek. What did you think of the uh, leather hair? Yeah, the, uh, the, the <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I don't know if it's leather or not. But uh, was that like a, was, that she, I, was that a, was that a I, leg slap? What was I that? I bet you did. You, you see the welt on the side of Sasha's like her on her side. She probably wished yeah. it was a a leg slap. I like that she doesn't <laughs> do that a lot. It makes it seem more important when she does do it. It, it it's mm-hmm. a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I enjoy. I, I will tell you this. Um, I saw. I think it was Fox put out a thing like, "Oh, Shawn Michaels missed the WrestleMania. Who's Mrs. WrestleMania?" 
And uh, it might be Sasha Banks because um, I don't remember her having a bad WrestleMania match since she's been called up. I think everything she's been yeah. involved with has been, uh, has been pretty damn good. I agree. I agree. So to be clear, <laughs> to be clear, we took the belt off of someone who, quote, hasn't had a bad WrestleMania match that we can think of. Here's my thing, Derek. I watched a WrestleMania match where a top one or two worker in the company's division, and that goes across all brands, dropped the belt to what is basically an unproven commodity. And I saw an unproven commodity that did not do a particularly good job of selling, did not do a particularly good job of, you know, making making maybe a sort of middle-of-the-road storyline work. She got the laziest, easiest storyline you could. And it, like, and this is this is not to slight her specifically, but that's a very easy storyline she was given to be a sympathetic and compelling person, a compelling character. I don't know who you point to because your champion should be able to go out and make maybe not necessarily great matches, but good matches with everyone there, because that's what a champion is there to do. And I don't know who you point to on this roster and you say, you say, Bianca Belair is going to get the best out of play. Brady brought up something right before you came on here, which is that uh, he would have liked to see her fight for that And I, I told him that I thought that was a really good comparison. Carmella, when, when she comes out, there's definitely a presence about her that makes you feel like she should be there. She definitely she certainly looks athletic enough to be there, but she is pretty run of the mill. I want to see Bianca Belair get good matches out of those people before we take the belt off of someone that we know can get good matches out of those people. Well, here's my thing. Um, and I'll give this to you too, Brady. When they put the belt on Batista, who was he leading in great matches? Or did they put the belt on him and then put him with other good people so he could become good? Uh, the same for John Cena at that same WrestleMania. Um, I don't think you necessarily have to be like I, I, I see. You said the storyline was lazy. Um, I, I believe the storyline was the rookie and the vet thing that they always do, um, which I don't know if I'd call it lazy because the crowd ate it up. So it it, it worked to a certain extent. <clears throat> um, I don't think. I don't think Bianca's as bad as not that you guys are saying she is. Um, obviously, she's not a five star anyway in general, like Sasha or any of the four horsewomen are. Well, three of the four I'm what called Becky in general. But um, 
if something can be said about star players. That's our topic I for next week, by the way. What uh, five star range and rules? We're gonna rank. We're gonna rank those three: Sasha, Bailey, oh. and um, Becky. Okay. Not not now. Oh, just something to chew over. You're not gonna include Charlotte. Um, I, well, I, I think I, I don't know. I, I I look at it like those three are kind of perceived at about the same level, and then there's Charlotte, who's like, she's such a oh, star. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, and I think I've said this before, and people get mad. Charlotte just like you said, she seems, and I guess she gets it because of who her dad is, and she probably gets it from him. She seems like a big deal from the music, the presentation when she stands in the ring, she's so tall. She looks like a star. Like if you were making – it used to be when you thought of the prototypical female wrestler, it'd be Trish, and now it's kind of like Charlotte now just because of her build. Bianca, I don't I, think – I couldn't get the Alexa music fast enough. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, by the way, everything she touches, she ruins. Oh, I just want to let you know that, oh, Alexa. Everything she gets Are you not a fan of Lily? Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, you know, Derek, I was telling them. I was telling them, Alexa sitting on top of the box – with, like, the bloody face, mm-hmm. that is by far the most attractive that a WWE diva <laughs> has ever been to me. <laughs> she, um, oh, I just wanted, I wanted Randy to RKO her one more time. But, I really um, thought so she, <laughs> so is she, like, is she, is she going to fight the, the Fiend next? Like, is, are they going to have, like, I don't know what this is. I, I'm I'm thinking that she's going to take her act to the women's division now and not just be on his side. That's the only thing I way, can figure, but I, I wish they'd get away from that. Poor Bray. He's come up with, like, three different pretty damn good ideas, and it took them less than three months to ruin all three of them. That poor bastard. <laughs> he's going to run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think, I think we should – I think now that Bianca's champion – I, I guess we have to see who they're going to put her in the ring with next. Um, yeah. Maybe it's Cardinal. Maybe maybe it'll be Cardinola. I don't. She hasn't. Really, she's rarely been on television. Um, she's been in like a tag team now with Billy Kay. Um, but I think you got Bailey. I think it's a t- yeah. You got I, Sasha and Bailey. You got Bailey. Um, I think I, I would take Sasha to SummerSlam. I I feel like you could book a whole year with the talent that they have. Yeah. And, like, I feel like Ruby Riot is somebody who can have a – I think she's completely underrated. They they can – I think her and Liv should have won the titles. Um, they look like a damn good team, night one, and then they lose to, to Naya and, and Natty. I mean – That was a little weird. It. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were going to win. But um, they definitely have the talent to, to put her in the ring. I think the thing that hurts her is they don't have house shows. So she can't go yeah. out and run house shows every week and get better and better. She she's wrestling essentially what once a week. I, I, yeah, yeah. As a side, um, when Billy Kay came out with um, oh, Carmella, when they got eliminated, I so wanted the next team out there to be Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Like I just thought <laughs> yeah. the crowd would have been insane if Billy, especially when I thought Billy was going to get eliminated like in her first match. You know, so she mm-hmm. would lose go to the back, and then the Iconics music would hit, that would probably be one of the biggest reactions of the night if they did that. I just Why did they break them up? Why did they break I, them up? I miss the Iconics. I don't because care what you guys They broke them up. They broke yes. them up so they could put Peyton Royce on the side because her new tag team partner, 
because they abandoned the singles run that she was going to get that quickly, is pregnant. So now Peyton Royce can't do anything for nine months, I guess, because because her partner is uh, pregnant. It's stupid. That's, so that's stupid. That's like when they broke up. You know what? That's outlaw. not. Not comparing them to the That's outlaw. not. Remember when they broke up that. What? What is it, Brady? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Iconic! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> remember, remember, when, remember when they broke up the outlaws just to put Road Dog with K Quick? And it was like, well, if you're going to let him be in the town, oh, you're going to let him be with Billy Gunn. Yeah. The only thing that that gave us was The Rock and Billy Gunn. <laughs> Dear God, oh, my name is Billy. <laughs> and the only problem is I absolutely suck. <laughs> He's like, well, Bobby, actually, it's Billy. It doesn't matter what your name is. It doesn't matter what you... uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, absolutely. Uh, no, what's going on, oh. Justin? Are, are you in a better mood this week? Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm in a better mood. Good. Hi, pal. Joey asked you how you doing, pal. This is a great call. What's going on? This is awesome. All right. Well, what about you? All right, brother. All right. You, you, uh, I don't know. Hey, Brady. Hey, Brady. Hey, I'm back. Joey, how you doing, pal? I'm doing okay. How's he doing? Joe, how are you doing? Doing blessed to be here, man. He's blessed to be here. I have a question. Brady, I have a question for Derek. Derek, Ray has a question for you. Tell him okay. (laughs) Derek said okay. (laughs) All right. Brady, ask Derek... If he realizes that this call is what a lithium overdose would sound like. <laughs> I can't show you. I can't. Show it. I can't. <laughs> Justin, what's going on? Are you, are you on lit? What what what's uh what what are you on right now? Are you all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm I'm, to- I'm, I'm okay. good. I'm totally fine. Well, hey, like, why would you ask okay. me that question? Because you, you sound like papers. you're messed up. Sound a little slow. I'm fine. The uptake's all right. I'm fine. I mean, when I watched, uh, here's a couple. Here's a couple of things I have. I have. Uh, here's a couple of things I have. A question about WrestleMania. Okay. I was watching the end of, uh, hey. Sorry. Sorry. All right, Bray. All right, Bray. I was watching the end. I was watching the end of, uh, Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan and Edge match. Who won that? And, no, I mean, I, I mean, the finish was terrible, but I was, I was. Why? But I would, I would so like to this. see. I would like to see. I would like to see me personally. The uh, Roman throw ring, Roman throw uh, Brian out of the ring, put put Eddie's neck in the middle in, in the middle of the chair and break his neck and finish. Break the match. his neck. 
But mm, okay. but of course. Now would this uh, be regular well, so, submission rules or just like a neck breaking match? No, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, but of course, I mean, you, I mean. Had, you had a woman, and you had a. It was a terrible match. It, it would have been better to see Roman break Edge's neck because he he does not have anything to he doesn't have anything to do of uh, coming back to WrestleMania. And I'm like, hey, yeah. Hold on, hold on. I have questions. I, I have questions. Um, hold on, let me turn the Muppets off. All right, go ahead. Here's my first question. Um, why don't you like Edge? Why do you think he has no reason being at WrestleMania? What was that? Did you hear me? He wa- he wanted to know why you don't like Edge and why he shouldn't be at WrestleMania. Thank you, why don't I, why don't I like Edge? Mm-hmm. Because said, why I don't you th- like Edge? Because I think Edge took a pussy. <laughs> I think Edge took a pussy way move out of it. It's just like. Oh, I'm very tired due to my neck oh injury. My yeah, and you're just a pussy, that's all. Let me ask you a question. I'm glad we're having this conversation. Do you know what's wrong with it, what was wrong with his neck? Huh? Uh, your phone was breaking up, what you say? I, you're breaking up. I, I think we got to let you go because we can't hear you real well. Oh, no. Oh, Here, I'll say there you go. There you go. Go ahead. I'll say it. Uh, He'll say it, he says. Because the little edgy boy had a little neck problem. So he says from yeah, but what was the neck problem? Do you know what it was? Back to 10 years ago. Do you know what the neck problem was? Like, do you know how serious it, it was? It was muscle stiffness, wasn't it? It, it was his neck. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, the gnosis. Uh, you know what it was? It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. Where he wasn't that serious because if I was in the ring, I, I'd break his fucking neck. You wait a hold on. How? Hold on. And don't cut him off, Brady. This is like he said he was going to take Stroh's legs out last week. How would you break his neck? Because <laughs> he's a hooker. Right. So, right. Well, I tell you this. Well, I tell you this. Well, if I was in the ring with mm-hmm. Stroh, with mm-hmm. Stroh and Edge, I put mm-hmm. both their neck, I put both their heads in a steel chair and I put mm-hmm. the hell out. Now you, you think they would just? You think they would just lay there and let you do this? That's not nice, is it, kid? Course. No. Of course, so. of course they would, because of course they would. But Crow and Ed are both a bitch that they are. Ah. No, what I would have liked I, is if they all. I love you too. I, I would have liked I it if they all locked <laughs> each other in a guillotine. All three of them, like if Brian locked Edge in the guillotine, and then Edge locked Roman in the guillotine, and Roman locked. Daniel Bryan and the gear, like a three-way guillotine, and they all tapped out simultaneously. <laughs> no. Hey, I've come close no. to breaking my own neck by my own self. Without Justin telling me. You know, Brady had to retire because of head injury. Does that make him a bitch, too? Yep, just like you, Derek. <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> no, no, my... You know what my definition of a bitch is? Somebody calling me a name who weighs 150 pounds and know they'll never be in the same room as me. That's my oh, yeah. definition. That's, that's my definition of what. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He weighs 160 pounds. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm,
Hey, Here, here's hey, Brady. Hey, hold Derek. on, put him on hold for a second. Put him on hold for a second. Put him on hold for a second. All right, hold on, hold on, Josh. Okay, okay, Derek. Here's Brady, my put you on hold. Here's my definition of a bitch, Derek. Let's see how close. Hey, it is. I'm old. Okay. All right, Drell. Let's see how close you. Let's see how close this is to your definition of a bitch. Okay. 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 My definition of a bitch is someone who can't hold a job at Burger King and takes out his frustrations about being an <laughs> incel by calling into internet radio shows and berating people who have accomplished more in their life than he can ever even hope to in a wet dream. That's my definition of a bitch. Hi, Justin. You agree with that definition? That sounds fair, right? Uh, no, 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 I, no, I totally, I, to, I totally do not, I totally not, I totally do not agree with that. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could put me in to the uh, super eight with me, mm-hmm. Eric and Stroke, and mm-hmm. I break both their nets. And you would break. Like, That'd be super eleven. Oh yeah, I, I break your neck. I mean, I, I like neck phones, but this is getting ridiculous. How about yeah, the, yeah, right. Do you ever snap a neck like you do like a turkey leg? You know how you grab each side and it's like, you know, or like that, the wishbone, I mean, you know, like, it's for good luck. You, you break it, you ever do one of them? Or like yeah, a yeah, yeah, you remember, snap your finger, snap your neck? Yeah, I could, I, I could, I snap your neck. Hey, Brady, hey, you know how, you know how, you like that Buster hey, Rhymes song, Break Your Neck? Break your neck. What, what was that song? Hey, Brady, you know, you know, I could probably break his neck with him. Uh, a couple of I don't think you. The only neck you break is your own. I don't I break. I break. I break. I break. I break. I I'd be happy with it. He's a crippler. I was trying to think of a choke. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Hey, you got a question for us for us, too? Uh, Stroud, mm-hmm. Justin has a question for you. <laughs> okay. Let me make sure my next attached on, and I'll, okay, I'll just go ahead. Stroud is making sure that his neck is attached on. Okay, he's good. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go I ahead. Just, I just think, think Stroud is afraid if he were to uh, take me on in a match. Is that it? And, Justin, Justin. Uh, can you end this promo with survive if I let you? Win if you can. What happened? Win if you can. I dare you to say survive if I let you. We're trying to find out what's happening myself. I tell you this. I tell you this, Brady. If, if me and Stro, if me and Stro went into a match for 15 minutes, I'm coming out strong. I'm coming out strong. What is true? What goes I'm coming out. I'm coming out strong in this. It's the amount of strokes coming out in a body bag. Let me help you with this. <laughs> Let me help you with this. Let me help you with this. So I love your. I love that you're tackling. But as as someone who legitimately would like to be the manager for a match, let me help you with this. Justin, yeah. I, I will put all of the money I have on Stro, and you can Good tie on. his arms behind his back. Justin, I have more money sitting in my bank account than you make in a year. I will put all of it on straw. Oh, yeah. Justin, oh, yeah, buddy. Yeah, I, I do. Justin, this is the worst call we've had tonight, and the bar wasn't set very high. 
<laughs> no, Bree. No, Bree. Hey, Bree. What? Hey, Bree. Well, I want what? you to put this. I want you to put this in your uh, into your little wrestling wrestling uh, thing. That means okay. our, we are we are going. I'll put it in my wrestling the producer. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to take Shovel because I don't think he could uh, live up to me or nor to you. Because I could kick his ass. I could kick his ass. You should have a Home Depot match. I could kick his ass. I don't get it, man. I thought we were pals. I thought we were friends. Justin, a couple weeks ago, you were like slurping up to him. You were like... Like that, and now you're like, <laughs> hey, Bernie. Hey, Bernie. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Hey, Bernie. Yeah. Hey, Bernie. Hey, yeah. Hey, listen to me when I say this. Yeah. You're my friend. You're, yeah. you're my friend, Brady. Mm-hmm. Stroh will never be my friend because mm-hmm. you know what? I don't want to be Because you don't really have friends. No, that's it. Yeah, because I really don't think Stroke could live up to the name. I really mm. don't think Stroke could keep up with me in the ring if he ever had to. I'm just happy to yes. live, period, Justin. Yeah. I'm happy to live. Yeah, well, what's good for you? you? Yeah. I mean, can uh, I tell you? This is fun, Justin. Yeah. This is yeah, fun, but we're going to let you because you're talking nonsense. I was about no. to say the, and the, we hate the you. And your calls are dumb. Hey, Brady. And bad. What? Hey, Brady. What? What? Well, I wanted to say this. Yeah, I missed Malcolm, man. I missed Malcolm already. Hey, Brady, what? This, Brady, what? This tends this to that. Hey, Brady. Hey, Brady. Hey, Brady. What? Hey, Brady. What? Hey, Brady. What? Hey, Brady. What? Brady. What? Brady. What? Brady. What? Oh, hell yeah. What? What? I'll say this. This tends to date back to about maybe six months ago where Stro would always where I would always call him the Stray's radio show. He would I don't really care. And be like, well, why don't you listen to me? Why don't you listen to be actually a good friend? I would actually call him the Stray's show and he'd be like, I've listened to Stro's show and he lets everybody talk as much as they want. So I don't know how you complain about that. Right. You need to be mad at me because I'm always cutting you off. No, he doesn't. He'll, he'll, he's still in the people business. Hold on, hold on. Stroke can't say he's still in the people business. I can't. He's not in the hurt mm-hmm. business like Ray. But I, but I can because nobody cares about my opinion. So like I can say these things. Um, <laughs> Justin, let me make this very clear to you. Stroke was not acting like your friend because, and again, cannot possibly make this any clearer. He doesn't need you to be his friend. Yeah. That's, that's why. There's no benefit to being friends with you. Oh, oh, oh Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. That was, Jesus yeah. Christ. All right. That was Justin, it's been real. Hey, I love Justin. talking to you, brother. You, hey, you sure? Hey, sure? Hey, sure? Oh. Hey, oh my how you doing? That was how you doing? Hey, uh, I will say that I will say this. I mean, me wanting to fight you and me 
That's me having all this aggression toward you. You want Rat Boy on too, you said? No. Oh my God. No, I mean, I, I say me having <laughs> yeah, all Rat Boy, yeah. dislike towards you Rat Boy, right? and all this mm-hmm. aggression towards you. Mm-hmm. I do consider you my friend, but this oh, is only right. me. But this is only me having fun. But he just told us 20 minutes that he wasn't your friend. But this is only me having but. No, I often break my friends next. This is like some psychological torture, man. No, Brady. Hey, Brady. Hey, will you let me have two minutes of uh, telling you of what I think of them? You know, two minutes is a long time. How about 30 seconds without interruption? All right, 30 Go. seconds. All right, sure. I don't think you could pull off two minutes. All right, sure. Me having, of me and you having bad times together and all the other stuff of me saying so I, I want to fight you and all that stuff. I consider you a friend and you know for sure I would never want to hurt you at all. You're a good friend of mine and wow. it, it's, great. It's, it's, just basic, it's just basically me just basically me giving you a work. That's all I'm doing. I'm not going to hurt you in real life. It's like just me. That's all. Alright, thanks. Oh, he did it. Thank you. And for the record, thank you, Justin. Thank you for the call. He actually, uh, he actually succeeded the last, uh, not succeeded, what, he yielded the last two seconds of his, uh, 30 that he was given, so he didn't oh, even yeah, use okay. the full allotted time. What's that? No, I was just saying, that when he, when you said, when Ray said, uh, Stro would tie both his hands behind his back and get in the ring with him, the visual of Ray running at Stro, I mean, of Justin running at Stro with both his hands tied behind his back and Stro just headbutting him in the middle of the I know, that's the first thing I thought. <laughs> was the first thing that came to mind. That's the first thing I thought of right away. The thing is, like, I don't want to, we need to know if he, like, what mental illness he has. Because, like, I don't want to Want me to ask someone. Him? <laughs> no, don't put him back um, Here's the thing. What's wrong with here's you? Here's the thing. Hold on. Let me finish yours then before you, before you put it back on. I just feel like, what's wrong with you? Um, wow. My thing is, mm. like, like, okay, I don't want to make fun of someone that has genuine demons. But, like, also, I've never heard someone actually go through an entire bipolar cycle in one call. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Justin, what what's the uh, what's the diagnosis? Like, what is wrong with you like, mentally? I'm awesome. I'm just Every kidding. Citizen. You there? What what what? Justin? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. What what's um like? What's the diagnosis? Like, are you bipolar? Here, I'll tell you this. Oh, God damn it. No, no, I'm being, no, I'm being dead serious with you guys. He's shooting. No, I'm being dead serious with you guys. Yeah. I don't want you guys, I don't want you guys to laugh at me or think that I'm a, Not an asshole or anything. No, we would never, we would never do this show. Let him talk. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. Go ahead, Within John. that lot, within the lot. Since Christmas time until the, until uh, March, you know, I've I've been I've been dealing with I've been dealing with my uh, family. 
And most importantly, it was it was my uh, grandfather. He he's been taking the worst since December until March. And I've always what do you mean he's taking always, the worst? He's been ta- he's been taking the worst like. Like talking like, to you? What, you mean? Like, what do you mean? Not, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, like when I no, like when he would call me, he would say, "Hey, I gotta get surgery on my heart, and I gotta get surgery on my foot." So, okay. so he would get surgery on his foot, and then mm-hmm. a couple of days, and a couple of days or two, a couple of days or a couple of weeks later, he would get surgery on his mm-hmm. foot, which wasn't really mm-hmm. good. Mm-mm. And uh I got my you. grandfather no, I mean my grandfather he had uh surgery he, he they we, I get calls from the hospital saying, Hey, your grandfather's not gonna make it and uh he's not gonna do this. he's not gonna do that. Basically Did your grandfather did he make it? Basic basically I would basically get calls from my from the hospital that he's not gonna make it and all that. And Is he okay though? Back in, and now that he's back in the hospital, it's just kind of okay. hard to say. I, okay. And, uh, All right. It's kind. It's kind. No, kind I, of a hard. It's kind of hard as a. I understand. Uh, yeah, I understand. And we'll, we'll be praying. We'll be praying yeah, for but, your grandfather. We will. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but, but I didn't yeah, ask what was wrong with them. Like, what? What's going on with you? Like, why? Why would I you mean, take that out on Stroud? I mean, with me, maybe Stroh made his grandfather ill. I mean, I mean, you know, what? David, I've been, I've been through this, uh, I've been through this kind of, I've been through stress for the last three, four months or so, and it's just like, I just don't want to, I just don't want to be around anybody, even including my friends or something like that. But I could actually care less. But you could care less. Or you could care less. I could care less. Because if you could I, care less, could. that means that you could care less than that. But so it means you care a lot. I do. I do care less. Like you care and everybody else on the show, but it's just like with me going on right now. All right. I think well, I listen. just have to uh, calm down. But other than you, all you do is tend to make fun of people, and that's all you're going to do is be a joker. I'm not making fun of anybody. I, I'm just yeah, trying to get people to, like, I'm just trying to get yeah. people to have, like, a normal call, you know? I just want to talk about wrestling. And that's what I, and that's what I tend to call into. Okay. All right, I got you. Well, brother, listen, I'll be praying for you. I hope everything works out okay. And uh, yeah, hopefully. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, hopefully. And and yeah, if you decide to just call a radio show to be a completely abusive sociopath, you know, pick a different yeah. one than ours sometimes. Yeah, I'm not even talking to you, bro. You say bro? No, he called me Brett. I have a new name now. My name's Brett now. I wasn't in the room with Bogus Brett. Yeah, in the room with, no, I'm like Cher. It's just Brett. It's going to be in the room with Brady, Strode, Derek, and Brett. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we'll be praying for you, brother. 
Mm-hmm. We have to we have to make fun because like we want to keep the conversation going, and it's the only way to get everybody off. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, within the last two weeks, I've noticed since I was pulling a, since I was pulling a fur over Stro's eyes, I was only just having fun. Not the wool, but the fur. I, I was just pulling the fur over people's eyes, oh. and you guys tend to take everything. Okay. I was just pulling, I was just trying to have fun. How do you pull fun. fur over somebody's eyes? Ooh, like a hat? What? Yep. Well, that's how you do it. Well, what the heck? Well, that's how you do it. You pull a fur coat over Sir's eyes and he won't oh. see it coming. But I was only having okay. fun, but you... I think you saw it coming, though. On your show. <laughs> Didn't like some, that. Some, I guys, like, the other week wasn't uh, work. You guys Is there any idea of how much going on in the background? Like, what, what's the... <laughs> But then you guys all right, tend to right, cry so like this is our, Listen, this is, our, this is, this is going on way too long, brother. Take care of yourself. Dang, Be safe. You. Take you. care. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So it's hard to believe I really did start out. Ladies and gentlemen. I, I started out the show with the best of intentions here tonight. I, Derek, I wrote out a list of topics. Um Actually, you could probably do some of these quick hits with you and, uh, you know, just kind of get other people's thoughts on them. Um, One of them, uh, Matt Grimm brought to the table tonight. So New Day comes out. They lose the title Mm -hmm. at WrestleMania. They they get absolutely just destroyed. And they come out last night, and they're like, and they're all excited. You know, they're happy to. Was Was that okay with you? Um. Yeah, isn't it the, the the power of positivity? That doesn't mean you you <laughs> sulk the next day, right? That's, it's that that's, what, that's what thank you. That's what Ray said. I I think they should have been pissed. I would have given them a mulligan if they didn't come out dancing and twerking. They're living a, they're living a good life, man. They sell a lot of merch. And why do you think they keep winning titles, Brady? Because the power of positivity pushes them forward. Can't look on the bad. You gotta look at your right. good. They woke up. That and, because, that, that and because Kofi can navigate backstage without touching the floor, which is an amazing he's Spider-Man. Yes, he's, he's Spider-Man <laughs> Miles Morales. Yes. <laughs> uh, CM Punk did an interview this week uh, where he talked about – I'm sure you saw this. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he, he talked about potential opponents in AEW and in WWE. AEW, he had a bunch of them. And it makes sense because there's a lot of really good workers there. Uh, but in WWE, the, the only money match that he could think of for WWE – was against Triple H, the guy that he left the company because that's all they had for him. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I don't want to be one of those guys that goes, you know what, Punk, either wrestle or shut up. But I'm getting I'm getting to that level. He talks about wrestling every other month, and then he'll say something like, oh, the wrestling business doesn't need me. Look, Punk, if you're going to come back, come back. I think I've said this before. I think you said the same thing, Brady. If he comes back, it, it makes the most sense financially for him to go to WWE because that's what he's going to be doing it for, to make money, not because he misses wrestling, not because right. he loves it, to make money. So just go to Vince. But what a backhanded slap. Like I know, yeah. The, uh, Triple H is the only – the guy that hasn't wrestled in, what, a year or two years or whatever, he's the only guy there that you, – you look at that programming, and believe me, he watches the programming because yep. he comments on everything. Uh, 
he's the only guy you can make money with. You, you don't you don't see yourself making money with anybody else. And he shared a locker room with half the roster that's still there. You mean to tell me he doesn't think he can make money with Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman in that storyline? Is he crazy? Oh my goodness! <laughs> Come on, it's so Remember, remember, Derek. This is a man. This is a man who wasn't tough enough for punches that he knew was coming and could prepare <laughs> for, and thought he was going to go be a UFC fighter. Oh, punk! It, remember how big he was, like five years. It's like all the bloom, bloom is off the rose with him now. It, it's, oh, and if you're AEW, yeah. Why would you remember when they, they they first started the company and he revealed to everybody that they offered him a contract through text messaging? Why would you want to do business with a guy like that if he was willing to give that information out about you? Yeah, seriously, seriously. And he's talking about like in AEW how like they they weren't professional. They tried to text him instead of like yeah. reaching through the proper like. All right, whatever. Yeah, I, I, I personally think yeah. like I I personally think that the moment that. Uh, he, he, um, I almost said that he got deflowered. That isn't how I meant it. Like, the bloom is off Jesus the road, right? Right. Like you said, he, he gets deflowered the moment that he goes on that backstage show. Because yeah, now he's just like all of us, just talking about his opinion of what he's watching on WWE TV. And, uh, mm-hmm. and they didn't even want him all the time for that. Nope. It's, like it was, it's I, so Yeah. Like, the second. The second he showed his hand and and did that, there's there's no there's there's your incentive right there. There's no reason to bring him back. Yeah, and and then he goes on there and he goes, well, I never said I didn't want to wrestle again. If somebody calls me, I'll listen. Like, okay, well, you left. <laughs> you you left the company. You said you hated everybody. You didn't want to be there anymore. You hated wrestling, and now all of a sudden you're one phone call away. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on Austin and Jericho? I mean, I, I, I stayed up on Sunday night to watch most of it. I caught the rest on Monday morning. Um, I, like, I personally, I thought it was really cool that um, yeah. that they did it. I thought it was very nice of the two companies to agree to kind of, like, allow that to happen to the for the fans. But it was pretty much exactly what I thought. They pretty much glossed over AEW and talked everything that he did in WWE in depth. They, they, yeah, and he, he mentioned AEW for what, maybe five, ten minutes, and then he played the greatest hits the rest of the way. And if, yeah, and if you're if you're Tony Khan, you look at that, and you say to yourself, what the hell? Was it even worth it in the end? I don't think they're going to get any more any more fans from that interview. They could literally just show the first three minutes and like, and a little bit at the end. I, I mean, I do think like creatively he made it sound like AEW is like a really great place and he. He put over a lot of the wrestlers and stuff like that. But if I'm Tony Khan, how much do I like hearing Jericho say that he feels like Vince McMahon when he's in AEW? I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. That, and then he goes, oh, my last WrestleMania, I was the second match guy. So now you're telling these fans, I was the second match guy here, but on that other show, I'm the man. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Exactly. But, uh, exactly. Like, he'll, he'll be back next year. It's just a matter of time now. I, yeah, I don't know if it'll be next year, but I think he's definitely – well, he's definitely going to come back. He'll come back for the Hall of Fame, and he'll probably still do a part-time schedule, I, I would think. Yeah. There's still matches out there, you know? I, I, I don't think this is it. 
he's burning through those AEW wrestlers pretty fast, like a guy who knows he's on limited time. I, I'm going to make. I'm going to make I'm going to make a bold prediction, Ray. I'm going to say that 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 the much anticipated Chris Jericho Sammy Guevara match is going to happen in WWE before it happens in AEW. Just the way they're going through everything. Ooh, can you imagine if they did that? Oh, about Tony Khan, I'd be pissed. They will. They will. Because Guevara will so go there. Pissed. The only the, the only way he doesn't sign with them at some point is if he puts his foot in his mouth again. I um, Meltzer was talking about. Uh, he said a lot of the contracts are coming up next year for some of these guys, and he was like, you know, there's going to be guys who jump from AEW to WWE just because they're not being used. Yep. And, and we haven't guys, gotten that guys, yet, yeah. but it's coming. It's coming, yeah. It's going to come. It's, I it can is. imagine there's a lot of people in that locker room. Like, if you, I know he plays happy on TV, but if you're Rusev, are you really, unless you're just happy showing up to work and getting a paycheck, are you really that yeah. happy being the video game guy well, with blonde hair? I, I was thinking about this the other night. Like, I, I'm just like, you know, I'm just sitting there and I'm thinking, like, Sean Spears, as much as he's run his mouth, you mean to tell me he would turn down the opportunity to, to make more money to go work with his wife again? I know. It's a lot it's a lot of people look at that like roster and go, eh. if he gets offered an NXT deal, I think he leaves tomorrow if he's allowed. I think I think once Matt has got all this creative stuff out of his system and Vince goes, Hey, come back, <laughs> yeah. I'll pay you this much, you can work part time and you can be an agent, I think Matt comes back. And they're gonna be Hall of Famers. I, I think the first yeah. second Matt's available, the Hardy boys are going in the Hall of Famers. Yeah, I, I uh, oh, now the one I think yeah. the one I think the the one I think would benefit the most from going to WWE, WWE is MJF. He he's a Vince guy. I think when he gets like yeah. he he fits with Vince with love. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it'll and then there will be a bunch of guys that you just never hear from again, aside from in yeah. AEW stuff. So. Uh, but yeah, like Joey does Joey Janela still work there? We don't know. He yeah. Yeah, no, he, he teams with um, Sonny Kiss, I think. That's right, with Sonny Kiss. Remember when he was like a big yeah. deal and he was one of those big shows, Mania Weekend? He was like a yeah. big indie guy. Now he's just a guy on the roster. Spring break. Right. It's, yeah, exactly, yeah. Now um, Brian Pillman Jr. and uh, the other guy that, that – that, I forget their names, the Hollywood whatever. West Hollywood Blonde. No, whatever the tag team. They're yeah. bigger than Joey Janela at this point. Did you see Brian Pillman Jr. said he's been trying to get Austin to come in to manage him? Really? <laughs> Austin probably reads the text message and laughs. Great idea. Laugh. <laughs> Great Austin idea. Laugh. Oh, kid. Bah! <laughs> uh, so, um, WWE obviously. What's that? Nothing, nothing. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, so WWE, obviously, they had a little show this weekend, WrestleMania. It was a two-night thing. Uh, they spread it out. Um, but across two nights and 14, 15 matches, whatever it was, with uh, um, such a large roster, and they managed to get a lot of the roster on the show. You know, they found mm-hmm. a space for Carmella, thank God. You know, they they, they, they were able to get, um, I mean, there's all these names of, like, people that you think, like, why are they... Um, uh, and it just, it bugged the hell out of me, Derek, that you couldn't mm-hmm. get Charlotte on that show. 
and it bugged the hell out of me that you couldn't get the street profits on that show. And I'll even do you a step further. I think Rey Mysterio, absolutely, for what he's done in this industry, for the fact that he's teaming with his son now, um, I would have I would have had Raymond and and what he means like in terms of like the Latino market and all that I would have had Ray and Dominic on this show. Yeah, and no disrespect to Naya and Shayna, but if the match you had in mind for them was Tamina and Natty, they didn't need to be on that card. <laughs> they yeah. could have wrestled on SmackDown. It's no, not not for like like you said with Ray and Dominic and the Street Profits and all these people. They, they, yeah, they and. You always hear how much of a sweetheart Rey Mysterio is, so he'll never say anything, but he has to be pissed. Well, I would think so. And, and if you're looking at it, there, there are four names that really fueled everything in WWE this year. Yeah, Between Ray and Dominic, because they had that huge storyline, the Street Profits carried the tag divisions on both both sides, both both divisions, mm-hmm. you know, both uh, rosters, both brands, that's the word I'm looking for, and Charlotte. Like, yeah. I understand you can't always, like, get everybody on every show. I get that. But you're willing to make a triple threat match just for the for the hell of it. You yeah. couldn't have gotten Charlotte on there somewhere? I, I would have been all right if Charlotte did the RVD thing and comes out and said, I don't have a match tonight. I'm really pissed about that. And then, like, Peyton Royce comes out and challenges her. It's something. something. You've got to get yeah. her on that show. It's ridiculous that you didn't. Especially since you're in front of fans, and you could tell how much yeah. it meant to everybody. It seemed like everybody who came out was about to cry <laughs> when they came yeah. out. And yeah, it's, it's uh, and like you said with Rey Mysterio, he he's a bona fide legend that can still go. Right. And the way they treat him sometimes, I think it's because he's so nice. They treat him that way. I think so too. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And I think that. I think that um, they realize that he's at a point now where he's not going like he used to go. Yeah. Like, really, his son is carrying most of it at this point. Mm-hmm. But I would have still found the spot. And, 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 and I mentioned earlier, like, Peyton Royce is another one. Like, you split them up, one of the most popular <laughs> tag teams that you had, in order to let Peyton Royce get a singles push. You abandoned that after three weeks and threw her in a makeshift tag team with Lacey Evans. And then Lacey gets pregnant, so now you have nothing for this girl that you were going to have this big singles push for? You got nothing? And it's like... I would have rather had back with Billy Kay. What You know, Derek, I would have had... I'm sorry. I, I, when mm-hmm. Billy got eliminated, did I tell you this earlier? I, I forget who I talked yeah. to and who I didn't during the course of the show. When Billy got eliminated, I would have had her leave, and then the next ones out should have been the Iconics. That pop would have been amazing if that's what they would have done. It's it's like Vince. It's like I don't know if it's old age. Like he broke, he breaks up the hurt business, right? And yeah. it seems like everybody, everybody and their mother is against it. Everybody's against it. You got Batista is, is tweeting about it. And yeah. then if if what I saw last night is true, you take two guys from Retribution and you're gonna put them in the hurt business. Why? Because they're big. <laughs> Why would you do that? Stupid. Oh, I don't understand this guy. Stupid. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't on board with that. Uh, you know what else I wasn't on board with? And um, this is kind of like a, kind of like a quick hit kind of thing, but it's kind of like what they did in a way. 
Um, that Hall of Fame was a disgrace. It was pretty bad. I, I um, watched it. It was bad. It was. It was. Bad. I what, what? What was the need to limit everybody to three minutes except for Kane? Yeah, it was terrible. And well, it's so was, bad. What was the reasoning? Like, there's there's no limit. It's on Peacock, right? It wasn't on USA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's no time. They could have had a five hour show, especially considering it was all pre taped in segments anyway. And I I felt bad for like. I felt bad for for Bulldog's family because they've been waiting for this for years. He's not around anymore. Yeah, and you give him three minutes after waiting all those years. Do you why Batista left? Yeah, I could see yeah. why David. I could see why Batista would have no part of it. Three minutes, yeah. Eric Bischoff comes out. You know, he's like, I only got three minutes or whatever, and then like, you you can barely thank people that are important to you. You don't mm-hmm. get any time to tell any sort of meaningful story. Um, I'm really surprised that I sat through the entire thing because none of them said anything. Yeah, nothing worth no. And I thought and sometimes off. the stories are the best parts of the induction. Sometimes just listening to yeah. old stories. Yeah. And I understand not everybody can go five hours like uh, like Ric Flair. You know, not everyone can do that. But still, I mean, there's got to be something between three minutes and five hours. I thought that too. That like, you know, you know, yeah. Do you need everybody to go super long? No, I'm sure JBL had a good story or two. Yeah, he always does. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure just, I'm sure Justin Liger had a good story or two. Yeah. <laughs> no, that guy. I'm, I'm sure that Bulldog's family would have liked to share a couple of stories. Diana Smith, I can't believe, like, if you would have told me a year ago that Diana Smith would be on that stage for the Bulldogs induction, and she was more revealing in our interview on In the Room than she was doing that. Yeah. She didn't even get to say anything. And and like you said, it's it's heartbreaking because all those, anybody who has anything to do with the Hearts or Calgary, they all have crazy stories because apparently that's all that happened on those crazy shit. So I would have loved to hear anything, especially from Bulldogs. And like you said, nothing against Kane. I love Kane, but he got the most time. And it's just if uh, I'm if I'm anybody that could be going in the Hall of Fame in the future, um, I'm asking how long I get before I agree to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stroh's coming back. I gotta ask him. Um, Stroh, we're talking about the Hall of Fame. How ridiculous mm-hmm. is it that, like, Eric Bischoff or, like, Davey Boy Smith's family, they get three minutes to sum up a career? Oh, God. There's no limit. Crazy. <laughs> like, it wasn't like we're on USA Network where, like, they leave at 11 and, like, we've got to get everybody in. No, they, they right. had as long as they wanted. It was friggin' Peacock. Yeah. I, I didn't understand it either. The, the Bischoff one, the Bischoff one really pissed me off. The Bulldog really. Uh, Molly Holly was another one. Like she got out there, she's like, "Oh, so many fun times." All right, good night, everybody. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. You know, unbelievable. Uh, what you I get more here, from like waiting in line at a convention to get an autograph. And like RVD, he's the first of the ECW guys to go in, right? He's the first one. Right? I think so. Yeah. So just imagine the stories he could tell. And oh my God. 
It's nuts. I I could do five minutes of RVD stories. I can't imagine the stuff that he's got. <laughs> that was a shame. And then yeah. of course Kane. Kane gets time. Yeah. He's their guy. Yeah. I don't think anybody delved into anything during that. I, I was no, very nothing. disappointed. Yeah. Not nothing that you want to hear. Even the Bellas. Imagine clamoring for Nikki Bella to say more. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to imagine that world. That's a world where this show ends. Oh, <laughs> Ugh. Oh, All right. So anyway, that's that's where I am. I, I don't know if you guys had anything else that uh, you wanted to kind of throw out there, but I I, I felt like uh, tonight was good. It was very therapeutic. It was uh, fun, and. Uh, yeah, what a what a fitting tribute for WrestleMania, you know, some some good opinions, some uh you know, I'm sorry, favorable opinions and some not so favorable opinions, but you know, like any good ice cream ray, many different flavors, so. Like Neapolitan. Right. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I have nothing to plug. You have nothing. Derek, you okay. got something to plug? I'm, I'm fading. What do you got, Derek? Um, nothing. Just, Vince, if you're listening, please don't put T-Bar and Mason to her business. Please. Please don't do that. <laughs> why, do they have their, why do they have their mask on? Did, did the group break up? Oh, my God. And it, just, yeah, I have nothing. Just that. No. Yeah. And they feuded with oh. the Hurt Business, too, so they should hate yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, and Vince, if you're of course, bring back the prime, you know. bring back the primetime players. I saw, uh, yeah. I saw, uh, what's the name of yes. on NWA? He was, uh, what's his name, Brady? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, Darren, Darren Young. Was Darren, on, uh, Fred Ross. He was on, yeah. Fred. He had a, yeah. he, had, he had a good match with Elijah Burke on NWA, so. Sign I'll have man, to check please. that out. I, I don't subscribe, but I'll have to. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, you can get that's cool. I yeah. Nefarious memes, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they, well, they yeah. shut my um, my old nefarious memes got shut down, but I'm sure I could find another one easy enough. So, uh... <laughs> anyway, I had something else, but I don't remember what it was. Stro, what do you got, man? Uh, just a reminder that Thursday night, WCW Retro will be talking about the career of Little Package, Lex Luger, at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So please call in your favorite Lex Luger story or moment. Uh, Friday night at uh, midnight Eastern Standard Time, uh, The Stro Zone on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Maestro. Uh, Friday night featured midnight Eastern Standard Time will be Moon of the Wolf the 1970s so please tune in very cool uh, thank you everybody for tuning in to In The Room this week right here live on the VOC Nation the VOC Wrestling Radio Network thank you everybody thank you to uh, all the callers for the best cast and crew I could ever ask for including Stro, Kathy, Derek, Ray, Matt uh, all of you guys are just top notch and, and you make it so much fun in every week uh, even on the week when it drags you know it's, it's always a blast so thank you to you guys and uh, thank you for all your support guys don't forget to uh, search VOC Nation on YouTube 
and uh, add us on Patreon. Just go to premium.vocnation.com. Plans start as low as $3 a month, and you get access to advertisement-free uh, audio, video content, all that great stuff. Uh, the Bill After uh, interviews and all his uh, archives from over the years is part of the tiers as well. So be sure to check that out. Just go to premium.vocnation.com. Uh, ECWA returns May 1st with the Super 8 tournament. I'll be there, and uh, more information on that in the coming weeks as well. Uh, but that's going to do it for tonight, everybody. Take care. Have a great night. Be good to each other, and I love you all very much. Take care.